Welcome to What The Gap Podcast. Hosted by a modern day couple just, just trying to fill the gaps. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Are you listening? Hello and welcome back to What The Gap Podcast, guys. You are joined by your hosts, AJ and... Kinsey. <laughs> feels so weird adding my name i feel like we need to change that for the next season to what i don't know right, we'll, we'll change it up <laughs> anyway this is the last episode of the season so mixed emotions oh. but yeah things have to come to an end all good things and we're really excited for season three so shall we get into our highlights and lowlights yes kick them off Okay, so I've basically just written a big list of all my favorite things we've done in isolation as my one big highlight, so I'm just going to tell you the list. Oh, okay, cool. So, first things first, regular yoga and meditation, dance workouts, watching Love is Blind, Tiger King, and new Blacklist episodes. I love that we've focused on marathon training. We've had an at-home isolation picnic. We've still woken up at 5am, we've gone out for morning coffee and long walks. Um, I've learned how to break up my days solely working from home, which is something I'm not used to, but I've been proud of. Uh, We've laughed heaps together, like I feel like we've had even more fun, which is nice. (laughs) Um, I've made lots of new kinds of meals, I feel, including like at-home tacos. I love how everything has at-home in front of it now. (laughs) Like, what were tacos before? (laughs) Um, We've also baked heaps, including muffins that were meant to be donuts, but they were still delicious. Um, I've called my friends for chickens, called my family. I've ordered takeaway from Loving Heart instead of going to Loving Heart. And I haven't napped once. Have you not? Nope. Really? Which is surprising because, like, when I used to not work from home, I used to sometimes get home and take a quick nap. But I've been, like, motivated the whole time, so... And, like, reasonably good energy-wise, so... Yeah, that was my little list. I thought I'd share it in case it gives anyone listening some ideas for what they could do with their time or how they could change their routine, I guess, or bring a little joy. Yeah. So those are my big recommendations. And then uh, I'll just go through my lowlights real quick. I hate relying on the weather again is one thing. Like that's why I stopped running as my exercise a while ago because I got sick of the fact that the weather controlled the quality of my workout because I hated running in uh, a really windy day or something or like you know, not being able to go out if it was pouring with rain. And I feel like now, again, we're a little bit more governed by the weather. Because so what you're basically saying was anything outside in Wellington. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, when I came here, I stopped running as well because I didn't really feel comfortable running in the dark. Yeah. And I liked to do my exercise in the morning. Yeah, just also the fact that it was it's such a weather-dependent sport. So I wanted to have other things that I could do when, you know, the weather was crap. So I feel like it's back to being weather-dependent again. Like, obviously, you can do at-home workouts, but it's more 
it's more the fact that you might get to the end of a day and want to go for a walk or a run and you can't because it's just suddenly started raining and that's a way that I mentally kind of switch off from my day I'll like go for a walk and then be like right when I get home it's no more work it's as if I've come home from the working day so that's a low light relying on the weather and then another one is that I feel like this whole pandemic has brought people together in some ways and made people really kind and generous and reach out to one another but I also think that it's are you serious what can you actually act like you're listening to me? I am. I'm just waiting. I'm actually you up. no. I know, but I'm actually having a conversation with you. No, I know that. And like, just like when we sit on the couch, if you yawn mid my conversation, it makes me feel shit. Oh my goodness, Papa! It's like five a.m. We're just waking yeah, up. Yeah, I know that, but it's still not nice. <laughs> okay. No, it's just it's it's unfair. I just feel like you're not listening to what I'm actually saying. You're just like I am I'll just run it out for the podcast. It's not nice. I'm listening. Okay. Yeah, well, we've just done, like, five things. Okay. Can I continue? Yes! I feel like people are also bringing out their bad sides. And I don't just mean in terms of, like, the supermarkets and people being crazy about stockpiling. I mean, like, people are really judging each other intensely over the decisions we make during this time. And I totally understand that... You know, there are certain people, even friends, who may be, like, completely ignoring or, I guess, undervaluing the intensity of this time and the need to kind of react to it. Yeah. But at the same time, everybody's acting like they are the voice of knowledge (laughs) and like they know exactly what we should be doing at each moment. And if you're not doing that, then that's an issue. Yeah, And I just feel like, I don't know, a lot of people aren't reaching out to one another and saying, you know what, I really think you should be inside or something. I really think you shouldn't go to this place. Maybe you could consider how your actions affect others. But instead, people are like attacking. And like early on, I had a couple of things myself with people like attacking me online um, with going to F45 before it was shut. And then obviously it was shut and I didn't go. But I've also had friends experience it where they've been absolutely like, yeah, attacked instead of just informed. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, just attacking is not the way to go about it. Like otherwise it just creates this horrible kind of culture where you just feel resent towards the person who's informed you. Right. Yeah. Like instantly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or you feel like, whoa, chill out. That's your instant reaction. Whereas if we kind of informed people about it and said, you know, like, I feel like you could have made a better decision here, then maybe people would come around to it and be like, yeah, no, you're so right. Thank you for letting me know. I'm learning as well. I just feel like people are acting like they've done this before and nobody's done it before. So let's not get crazy with one another when somebody steps out of it or makes not the best decision let's just kind of bring them in and inform them as best we can you know what I mean yeah I don't know if I explained that quite right but I just feel like there's been a lot of negativity and some of it is just unnecessary I think 
and just creates this like angst Mm. um, between humans, even when you're outside, like you're looking at one another, like someone has the plague. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And I don't think that's right right now. That's not what we need. Like we do need to maintain that distance, but we can still smile, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you do see someone out and if you don't agree with it, I think you'd be far better going up to them and being like, guys, like, you know, there are people we really care about saving here and you may not think you have an impact, but you really do. Just something a bit more heartfelt as opposed to being like, what the fuck are you doing outside? You yeah. should know better. Da, 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 da. Yeah. It's a bit of a mixed bag. Eh? There's, it's almost like people one or the other, they've become super nice and helpful or they've become like real spiteful and almost like evil in a way yeah and like targeting everyone like it's their mission to keep everyone in line i know it's interesting the way certain personalities react in this situation eh? very very much so yeah anyway passing it over to you (laughs) okay well thank you for those (laughs) uh thanks for listening (laughs) oh my god here we go all right well it's been a while since we actually recorded because we've done a few episodes ahead, so I've just sort of listed a few of the things that I've been pretty stoked about okay. during this time. So highs, I aim to hit 15k before our marathon, I mean, sorry, not marathon, our charity race that got cancelled. Yep. Um, so I ended up hitting that with a 16.2 the two weeks before. Mm-hmm. So then I went on to my next target which was the 21 half marathon Mm -hmm. and i ended up hitting that with a 25 yep which i was mind blown by (laughs) and um also meant that i couldn't really walk properly for the next week (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like you hit it really hard really quick yeah which was like awesome and aj was like i just want to show you i could do it but at the same time it meant he couldn't run for a while (laughs) yeah no so now i know i can do it i need to like work back and yeah slowly progress i just really wanted to like say i can do it i can do it so now i know i can (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then another thing was kind of opposite to you but i guess kind of similar I've really been enjoying this stormy, sort of moody autumn weather that we're having. Oh, okay. Because I just feel like it makes this isolation life, like, a lot nicer to deal with. (laughs) Yeah, I do agree with that. I think it's probably the best season it could be, because summer like this would be so depressing. Oh, my God. You know? No, I get where you're coming from. I guess, like, being on this half of the world, we're kind of in the the better time to have this pandemic because like all in Europe and stuff they're about to go into their summer and mm. no one's going to be allowed out yeah whereas we're just like we want to be home because it's not that great outside well at least it's still sunny even when it's cold yeah well when it you does know? yeah most of the time at the it's moment stunning. like it's not been too bad and even on the gray days you can still go outside yeah I was more meaning when it just decides to bucket down which it has a over the past week yeah which has been a bit annoying because i've been like okay i'm gonna go do this and then it's like (laughs) oh no you're not (laughs) um this last one is a high and a low um 
as much as it's been really nice to see people out and about and doing things like with their families and mm. you know like spending time and you can see like you know the kids are loving it and all this kind of stuff yeah oh we should make a note that we're in is it stage three yes so i mean other places are in full lockdown but we're still able to go out for like a number of reasons yeah. we're just advised not to go out for unnecessary reasons so you're still allowed to go out get fresh air multiple times a day you know go get takeaway coffee if you want things like that yeah but yeah sorry carry on it's yeah. just like obviously not everyone listening will be in the same boat and they might be like no thanks for clearing that up um so at the same time it's also really annoying because there are people out and about like everywhere <laughs> way more than normal mm. and normally being here and us walking everywhere we we almost have the streets to ourselves yeah that's true and wherever we go it's pretty clear like we may see a person or two but at the moment wherever you go there's people just swarming which I feel like means you have to be smarter about actually maintaining that social distance whereas before it would have been easy I know but yeah everyone's like on the river pathway and yeah yeah, it's quite tough (laughs) super super annoying the last one I wanted to do, it's not really high or low, but I just wanted to give a shout out to one of my mates. Okay. So he's been messaging me for a while about his sort of insecurities and his um, situation that was is quite similar to mine. Um, okay, In terms clarify. of like the thinning hair and stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, during this time, he's actually been messaging me since I put out that podcast and even before then constantly talking to me about it and yeah during this iso time he's actually finally decided to shave it off yeah and embrace it and like it's just been amazing like being there like side by side with his messages and things and reading them and showing each other support and stuff and like i'm just so glad that he's finally got to that point and done it and now he tells me he's feeling amazing and he's actually really enjoying it and loving life and like just so stupid that all of that was in his head this whole time and oh my gosh it's um yeah it's been, it's been super nice so I just so to cool. give a big shout out to my man stag dog <laughs> okay. I won't say his name but he knows who he is okay he's listening <laughs> so congrats my bro and yeah absolutely congrats from me as well that's amazing and I hope it stays like that I hope that you know, when this is over, he doesn't have more interactions with people and then feel suddenly self-conscious. Yeah. I hope that he maintains that confidence and almost sense of perspective that it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it's really But cool. what a perfect time to do that. It is a perfect time to Genuinely, do Genuinely. Because so. you have that time to kind of embrace, get get used to your, your new look before you present it to others. Yeah. So, hey, that could be inspiration for someone else. If you're, like, self-conscious about something, you want to change something, you've been waiting to change something, why not do it now? Because you don't have to announce it to people yet. Nah. You can just, like, do it for yourself for a bit. Yeah, you could be like, hey, this, this is my new isolation look, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to run with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been a really nice thing that uh, we've sort of reconnected over. Cool. And I'm super proud of him. Yeah. That's me, basically. 
All right, let's get into the episode. Okay, let's go. Are you listening? All right, so we thought we'd end the season with a bit of a Q&A special. We've got all these questions here and we've broken them down into categories. So we've got fitness and health, lifestyle and mindset, and relationship. And we're basically just going to dive right in, yeah? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so it starts on a bit of a random point, but someone asked me how often I do Pilates. (laughs) But you can answer this too if you like. Uh, I will answer it. How often do I do it? Because I really love it as well. Um, Yeah. But I, for my previous work situation, I never really got to do it as often. So I was saying I was doing it maybe once every two months or so. (laughs) I was doing yoga a lot more. Yes, that's true. Yeah. You would more do if I brought you along. And it was like a weekend or I had the day off or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe on like a Sunday or something. Um, For me... It's kind of differed, I guess, and it differs week to week, but I can go, I will do reformer Pilates for the most part, and I would say I can go up to like four times a week or once a week. Yeah. But I would say I like to get in two to three classes because I find it so good for your core. That's when I find my core is my strongest. And I don't know, I just, I love it because... As I've said in the past, I've found yoga a bit hard. Mm. I've actually progressed a bit with yoga, which is good. But often I want something that is a little bit more intense or involves a little bit more movement. Now, yoga requires focus, but yeah, I think but it's different. just more the active side, you know? Yeah. Like, I guess a slow yoga session. I don't know the official names, <laughs> but I know there's yin and whatever, but um, <laughs> vinyasa, but basically sometimes you don't get as much of the movement side of it. Whereas yeah. especially reformer Pilates at likes of Love Athletica will bring in a bit of cardio. Um, it will work all different muscles throughout your body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it really does cover it all. So I really value it. And I actually, when we come out of this, <laughs> want to be doing reformer quite a bit because I do miss the effects it had on my body and also like how I feel doing it. Like it's just such a nice class to do. Yeah. Also for any guys up there that think Pilates is a joke or <laughs> former Pilates is like only a ladies thing, like man up and try it because... That shit is hard. It's intense. And I actually love it. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. It's so testing, which is why it's so great. And it's testing in a whole new way for, like, guys, like, all the movements and things, like... True. They're not what you do at the gym if you're just, like, a <laughs> lifter or something. Like, lifting your legs up and stuff. Yeah. Like, I can almost do the splits now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, continue. After what? Going once every two months as if I I thought I was doing them at the time. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, next question was, what's keeping you motivated during isolation? Do you want to start with this one? No, you start. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, for me, it's honestly, it's not about motivation. Like, I do not rely on motivation. And you've probably heard this from, I don't know, a lot of different podcasts you've listened to or people who speak about their routines and how they stay on track. Like, it's not about motivation Honestly, it is hard to sit up your mat and do like a home workout, but I just find just starting is 
the best thing you can do because the first 10 minutes you feel a bit stupid you feel like oh I could just turn this off why am I putting myself through this I'm in my home environment this doesn't feel right and then after the first 10 minutes you're sweaty you're into it you're all good and you're doing it. Yeah. So yeah, it's about breaking that barrier and not listening to those negative thoughts that might come through or those questions like, should I just stop? Should I not today? Should it be another rest day? Just don't listen to them. Just be like, right, 10 a.m. I'm working out. That is a non-negotiable. That's that. And I'm going to do it regardless. And also if it feels uncomfortable or a bit painful, obviously in the right kind of painful way, just remind yourself, it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be comfortable because you're trying to, you know, burn energy. You're trying to exert yourself. That's not a comfortable state to be. Especially when your couch is in your peripheral. Yeah. Like. yeah, exactly. That makes it a bit harder. But yeah, that's what I remind myself. Like I was even doing squat jumps the other day and I was like, oh, I hate squat jumps right now. And I was like, wait, but it's not always supposed to be enjoyable. You know, because pushing past your comfort zone and creating change is not always enjoyable. And you've just got to accept that. And it is harder at home. But yeah, I just push through it. Honestly, there's no kind of key to motivation. I guess you could use the fact that there is so much content out there right now as motivation. Like some of my favorite people like Natasha Ossian are putting out so many home workouts, which is awesome. So I'm saving those and I'm like, sweet, I'll do that. Like use that as motivation. I've also got the fact that I've been putting up my own kind of workouts or dance workouts as well. And I guess that has motivated me because I've been like, right, I want to film that today or I want to create a new track today. So I'm going to have to bloody move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then also I think... Like, I know mentally I need to get outside, get some fresh air. So that motivates me that I know I'm going to feel better if I go for a walk and come back Mm -hmm. at the end of the day or something. And then in terms of running training, like, I feel like it's just the idea that I really want to use this time because I know that I love my classes. So if, if 45 was to open again... I'd be back into that like every day. You'd be lined up out the doorway. Exactly. <laughs> so I know I love my classes, which is why I feel like right now is the perfect time for me to focus on my running, you know, because there's not really a lot of other option. No. So that motivates me to get out there and run because I'm like, look, you want to use this time. You want to be coming out of isolation, you know, with some big mileage to your name. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's my kind of thing. What about you? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, we did discuss this the other day, and that's kind of listening to you reminded me of it. But yeah. um, because I'm sort of in the process of weaning off my old job and then stepping into the unknown, mm. but at the moment I'm working from home, it's kind of like this giant mix-up of, there's no real structure and I am finding it quite hard Mm. um, to focus and like get shit done and I guess the main thing that is or has been driving me Mm. um, which is what we discussed is one another okay yeah so like you know I can be sitting right next to you which I am like trying to type away 
but nothing's coming and then I'm like no well just try later or something and then I hear you just going off on your keyboard and you're like well Kenzie is focused at this time like why can't I be focused at this time like just keep pushing through just keep trying and then eventually you know I do that and it starts to flow again and so I'm just sort of being harder on myself almost observing you okay so you haven't taken this in a fitness kind of way but you're talking about it in terms of like work yeah just in general motivation for everything right now now is a big thing yeah no i've definitely experienced that as well when i've been almost hitting a wall and i can see you're really focused and onto it and i'm just like oh fuck i want that (laughs) so i'm just like no just keep going and because you're you know this is kind of like how your lifestyle is except you're not at home as much Mm. But you do, you work by yourself independently and motivate yourself. So it's almost like I'm studying you and seeing how you do things (laughs) and then using that to keep me going. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, yeah, I feel like I do have quite a a good knack with it or like a better knack with it than most would have because I have that experience. Oh, you do. Yeah. And like, I know if I'm you know, losing that motivation with one task, don't just stay in that space, mix it up, move your body, um, go for a walk or choose a different task that, yeah, is more in line with where your head's at. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's just figuring those things out and when I should do this and when I should do that. Mm. What about in terms of fitness and health? (laughs) Let's not go there. Let's just keep it general. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no seriously. I'm doing okay. Like I've actually started. You've obviously doing... done amazing runs. The thing is with you is that you'll do like one run a week and just see how far you can go. You're not really building up to it. No, I know. And which like that's what I'm, I'm slightly now. worried about because that's a path to injury. Oh, I know. I'm not gonna. I'm not already told you. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. slowly work up. And my last couple have been more that middle range like 15 to 20 yeah. sort of thing so but you'll go for lots of walks and things oh have to walk. and with me too have to one thing that's killing me i don't know if it kills anyone else but at home or oh, sorry at work i had a standing desk so i stood all day mm. but back here at home i don't and it's really killing me because <laughs> when i'm standing and i'm at the screen i'm so much more focused I'm fully alert because I'm standing, but as soon as I sit, I feel like I just want to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you sit. Yeah, as soon as I stop moving, but like when I'm standing, I'm always like moving and there'll be music playing and I'll sort of have a jiggle or whatever. Um, It's fucking hard. Mm. Really hard. I guess I I can't relate because I've never used a standing desk. Well, standing desk highly recommend okay <laughs> so you're not going to share much about your fitness no nah, no nah. well is that because <laughs> because what no i was just thinking of like you were actually better last week but the first week of isolation you were cooking like chicken nuggets <laughs> oh my god don't say that <laughs> it's true i love chicken chicken nuggets though come on yeah i know but like I feel like you were using the instability as like, ah, it's so crazy. I'll just cook whatever I want. (laughs) Also, those last few weeks, just been finding whatever I can at the supermarket. They've got way better now. But um, 
How could I have a few chicken nuggies every now and then? Okay, we need to move on. Yeah. Next question. What's one nutritional supplement that you incorporate into your diet? Can you start this? It might give me an idea. <laughs> okay, well, I try to take iron and B12 tablets. Oh, okay. All right. And then, I mean, some would say it's a nutritional supplement, but like I also obviously use protein powder. Okay. To bring in more protein into my diet. So that question when you first read it to me it was like, what kind of thing do you put on your meals or something? But it's just incorporated into your diet. I, I don't know how you... Yeah, I'm very confused. Anyway, I... Just a supplement. Like, what do you supplement that's missing in your diet? That's what it means. Oh. You have a few different tablets that you take. Yeah, I take fish oil. Uh-huh. Uh, I take a uh, vitamin C tablet. Yeah. An iron tablet, a B12 tablet, and like a men's multivitamin. Okay, and why do you take all those? Because I know that my diet is probably not as sort of well-rounded as it should be, and this sort of just mm. guarantees that I can eat my chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, but I was just wondering, like, why you chose those certain things. Um, I don't know, because I, I think the, the fish oil and the sort of multivitamin... Uh, I sometimes get quite like stiff joints mm. like I'm very double jointed in a lot of my fingers and ligaments and they're very cracky okay. and so sometimes like especially after a workout or something and maybe the next day or the day after if I'm not eating the right things and stuff um, I can feel really stiff and sore yeah and I've noticed no, you do complain about that I've yeah. noticed that like especially when I was like in Brisbane laboring on the mm. farms I had to start taking these tablets and they made a world of difference. Yeah. Um, so I've just kind of stuck with them and always had them. Yeah. No, that's cool. I should probably supplement some more because there's probably more missing from my diet and I should find out soon, especially being vegan. But I don't know. Like, I feel like I do function so well. Like, I, I can't yeah. complain about how I show up in terms of energy, fitness, all this kind of thing. And I know that, like, B12 will be the thing that, like, is the hardest to both absorb but also um, for me to get in a vegan diet. Like, I use nutritional yeast and whatnot, but, like, how much are you going to use of that, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I make sure to get that and then iron as well, especially because my family has, like, a bit of a history, or the females do, with being anemic. So that is just something I watch. But... Yeah, at the same time, I don't know. I have this thing with supplementation where I'm like, I know I need to do it because I'm vegan and that is a choice I've made. But at the same time, like, I don't like relying on, like, pills. But I almost, I don't know, we've watched so many documentaries now that are pretty much like our food just does not have the same nutritional value that it did. So you need to be supplementing, Mm. you know? So that's another argument in itself. Anyway, yeah, if I do more, I guess, research into it, I need to do another blood test soon. I'll keep you guys updated. All right, next question. Next question is, someone asked me, would you ever do a juice detox? Can't say I've ever done a juice detox. Oh, no, I don't think I have. Mm. Um, I'm a food person. I love food. And I also train hard. So I would rather train hard and eat than do a juice detox and have to sit idle all day because 
I'm fucking low on calories or something. Is there like a primary reason why you would juice detox? Well, a lot of people say like it cleanses your gut, it cleanses your system, re-energizes you because you're, I guess your entire digestive system isn't working hard anymore. You know what I mean? So. But wouldn't a juice thing make it work, like make its life easier? That's what I'm saying. It's well, not working hard anymore. So you feel energized. Because, you know, like, you lose oh, energy when okay, it all so. goes towards your digestive tract oh, and, okay. and working through all this food. So, basically, it's it's giving your gut and your system a break. And it's kind of supposedly right, so. flushing things out. So, I, I was going into it thinking, like, um, your stomach had got lazier and it needs to, like, be better. And so, you give it juice. And I'm like, well, wouldn't that make it even easier? You have a weird way of approaching some of these. That's your, what, morning alarm? Yeah. It's 6.15am, by the way, guys. We started recording this at, like, 5.30. So, yeah, I'm not going to say, like, never say never. If there was, like, an amazing juice detox out there, and if I really experienced bad gut issues, then maybe I would give it a go. But, yeah, as I said, I love my food. Yeah. And, like, I don't feel like it's necessary enough. Mm. Me? You. Um, Would you do one? I know my brother did a cranberry juice cleanse once. Is that really a thing? It is. Uh, But, like, how long do you do that for? Oh, you could do it for a day. You could do it for multiple days. Oh, okay. Is that really a detox? It's just a day of drinking juice, right? Yeah, but you're not eating, so it's different from your usual lifestyle. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I mean, if I, if I had to, or if that was recommended, like if I was in some kind of like really bad health way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but they're saying, would you ever just do one? So obviously, I'm assuming this person is considering doing one. Oh, okay. And they're like, would you recommend? Okay. Or would you do it? I think I would do it if it if it really felt necessary. Okay. Like, I mean, when I, I kind of did like a smoothie detox. Okay. That's the same thing. When did you do that? Well, I didn't purposely do it. What? Like it wasn't intentional. So when I was living up in Brisbane with my cousins in the farm, Mm -hmm. um, my auntie was like obsessed with juices and smoothies. And so she used to make, and she wanted the whole family to do it with her, but no one liked the juice. And I was like, <laughs> no. So she used to make these giant batches of it, mm. like every morning. She'd be like, your smoothies are all waiting. You know, and everyone's just like, yeah, cool, whatever. Eat their wheat picks and all this kind of shit. And I'd be like, oh, I'll have the juice. And so I would have her juices because no one else would. And I kind of felt bad because... No one was getting involved first, so... Yeah, but did you only have juice during that time? I basically just had my smoothies and fruit and veg. This probably doesn't count, but I drank a lot of smoothies. (laughs) It's just, it's not... I don't think it's a detox if you have any kind of actual food. It wasn't. Just that's all I had. Mm. No. (laughs) But I was smoothing up a storm. (laughs) And how'd you feel? I felt amazing. Like I said, I lost heaps of weight, got really, really fit, and I just had so much energy. Mm. Like these, whatever she put in these smoothies, they were very green. <laughs> um, it kept me going real good. 
Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah, I don't think, in in general, I don't think I would recommend. I think there are other solutions. Yeah. Than completely juicing. I also think like, sure, you could detox and lose this weight pretty quickly but like how healthy is that for one it's also not maintainable no because you're not actually teaching yourself how to eat properly and how to exercise properly and all that kind of thing so i don't know i just feel like it's another quick fix to me yeah true anyway let's move on to the next category which is lifestyle and mindset we have just a couple of kind of miscellaneous questions that people have asked to kick start it so first things first what celebrity would you like to meet at Starbucks for coffee, AJ? Oh, man. Try to be quick fire. Okay, okay. Will Smith. Oh, good choice. <laughs> My first thought was Rihanna, so I'll just leave it there. Just because I think <laughs> she's an icon. That's the last. Okay, favorite travel destination, go. Oh, man. Like that you've recently been to, maybe. Oh, obviously Bali. Yeah, I know. Is it your favourite? Oh, God. Quickfire is not in AJ's vocabulary. It's really not. I mean, I've got my snail to... Uh, Pajamas. So, I'm really riffing the brand. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know if I can pick one. I really don't. Just somewhere you like to go. Somewhere I absolutely love. Yeah. Amsterdam. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Um, for me, I loved and like cannot wait to go back to Poland. Poland? Yep. Nice. Okay, someone asked, this is getting into the more serious questions now, how do you find your happiness when you're struggling mentally? So this is probably quite closely related to this, you know, isolation time, a lot of negativity in the news and things like that. Mm. You start us off. How do you find your happiness? I think for me, especially right now, I've been really looking at the things that I, or I know that in my past have always made me really happy. Okay. And that's just, I've kind of been trying to revisit those, like the photography and like reading and things. Yeah. And so, yeah, just picking up a book or playing with my camera or... Just going back to those basics that you know mm. have always, like, made you smile in some way. Yeah. And just doing them. Yeah, definitely. What about you? Uh, for me, I think that if I dwell in the fact that I'm feeling unhappy, that's when I feel more unhappy. <laughs> so what I try to do is I try not to give the feeling too much attention or overthink it. So what I do instead is I just, I keep doing all those routines that I know bring me to my happiest state. So things like exercise, being in routine of waking up early, seeing friends, having like positive interactions, working hard even, mm -hmm. because like even being productive, it, it makes you feel I guess a sense of satisfaction and even sometimes like a joy because you're serving a purpose. Yeah. So I think for me, it's like, it's not letting myself get bogged down in that unhappiness. And it's just continuing to work through these routines, knowing that at some stage they're going to bring me to that happiness. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And like 
I'll be doing them and even, you know, going to the gym and maybe I'm like, oh, you know, I'm really not in the headspace, but that doesn't matter because I'm going to do this because I know that in a week's time, these things are going to come together and accidentally make me far happier. Yeah. Like incidentally, if you get me. I do think being able to do that relies on knowing those success routines for you. So if you don't know what those are, I would encourage experimenting. So I said that at the moment, I'm actually doing a lot more yoga and meditation. That is me experimenting with a new kind of success routine that will make me happier and more stable. So if you are struggling mentally at the moment, I would really take this time to experiment with new routines that do calm you. Maybe, you know, reach out to different kinds of people. Yeah, as you said, pick up a new kind of hobby, go for a walk, go for a run, see which like routine or activity really sparks something in you. Mm. I do feel like if you give it a good amount of time, it's not going to happen instantly, but if you give it a good amount of time, you will find that you feel progressively happier. Yeah. And then I also feel like it's just really important to make connections with people who do make you happy who are positive, you know, because I would say that like, you make me happy if I'm struggling mentally, because you'll tickle me or play with me or even just take time to talk to me. And things like that just remind you that there are people who care about you Mm. and that life isn't all doom and gloom. That was my stomach. What (laughs) the hell? I haven't had breakfast. Um, yeah, so I would say do that. That's how I find my happy anyway. Yeah. And I also would say, like I said, you know, find a sense of routine, but also being spontaneous and doing new things and yeah, just doing things for you, which I guess sounds super generic, but I think you actually have to experiment and find those things that really spark you joy, you know. You almost need to be, like, hard on yourself with it. Yeah. Way harder than normal because you're just here and home and it's really hard to do anything other than chill the fuck out mm. at home. So, yeah, it's kind of like with your workouts and stuff, you're just being, like, it's really hard to start, but being hard on yourself and actually fucking starting something yeah. in the comfort of your home yeah. is, like, the biggest challenge in itself. Yeah, and it seems kind of ironic because... You ask yourself, why wouldn't I want to do something that's going to make me happy? That thing must not make me happy. And it's like, no, sometimes you still don't want to do that thing. You know, sometimes you don't want to go for a walk. Sometimes you don't want to do yoga. Or you don't want to do exercise. Or you don't want to talk to someone. Yeah. (laughs) All of these things, like, they will make you happy at the end of the day, but they still require work. So you've got to put in that work. You've got to put in that effort And again, just shut out those negative, doubting thoughts and just try it and see how you feel after. Amen. Yeah. And maybe even make notes about that. Journal. Like, that could be quite a good idea. If, like, you know, you're seeing if yoga works for you, start journaling how you feel after every single session. (laughs) Like a giant checklist. Yeah. And if you didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're starting to feel better about it and, and it's starting to bring you some sort of satisfaction then you can be like right yoga is working for me Ah. but you know if it's not then it's not move on to the next thing 
Speaking of moving on, let's go to the next question. Yeah. Someone said, my favorite quote is, listen to what you know instead of what you fear. What quote inspires you? Do you want to go first? Yes, I absolutely do, because I want to share my favorite quote of all time that I have probably been obsessed with since I was like 12. Oh, wow. You can read it at my funeral if you like. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that I want to put that energy into the world, but it's actually my favorite quote, and it's pretty much sums up the existence I want to have on this earth. Okay. Okay. It's by, I'm going to butcher this name, but Shauna Nyquist, Nyquist, who knows? So it says, <laughs> listen, <laughs> I want a life that sizzles and pops and makes me laugh out loud. And I don't want to get to the end or to tomorrow even and realize that my life is a collection of meetings and pop cans and errands and receipts and dirty dishes. I want to eat cold tangerines and sing out loud in the car with the windows open and wear pink shoes and stay up all night laughing and paint my walls the exact color of the sky right now. I want to sleep hard on clean white sheets and throw parties and eat ripe tomatoes and read books so good they make me want to jump up and down. And I want my every day to make God belly laugh. Glad that he gave life to someone who loves the gift. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. Well, it's a big quote. I don't just (laughs) say it. But I don't know. When I read that when I was younger, especially that last line about making God belly laugh because he gave life to someone who loves the gift. Like that picture there of someone looking down and just laughing at someone who is just seizing this gift is just like, that's just everything to me. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just really hit something with me. And I also, I've always hated the idea of my life becoming just so ordinary and mundane, which is why I get at you sometimes when you focus on the mundane, but like all these things like receipts and dirty dishes and all these things that actually don't matter. All these things that we've created for ourselves. Um, (laughs) when really it it is about, you know, singing out loud and all those amazing moments that just make you feel elated. And so, I don't know, this quote reminds me of that. It reminds me of what life is actually about. And so I love it. Yeah. That inspires me so much. No, that's really nice. I like that. Um, one that I've heard recently that I quite... It's not like a quote per se. It sort of just makes you think. Okay. So I heard it on the Minimalists podcast. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about how do you deal with the stresses from society constantly trying to tell you or show you how to live your best life. Okay. And um, they sort of were sort of breaking down that question and one of them said, if you follow someone else's cake recipe... You will bake the same cake, but you might not enjoy how it tastes. Mm. Yeah, and I just thought that was just like a really cool way of looking at it—a delicious way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, I, I just—it just gets it's you thinking. It's so simple, but it's so good. Yeah, so that's been heavy on my mind lately, especially going into this new freelance. Yeah transition i like guess i have to bake your cake <laughs> yeah it's like, well, i like cake that it's good but like maybe but maybe it still nice. tastes like someone else's cake too exactly you're like this doesn't taste true to me yeah oh that's cool i like that <laughs> okay so that was our final question for lifestyle and mindset category so we're going to move on to relationship now oh my gosh 
<laughs> and one of our friends has actually asked us, how do we work through arguments? Well, the first thing is getting Kenzie to sit still because she always wants to run away. <laughs> yeah, that's my <laughs> first thought of enough, She just tries to run out the freaking door. It's also a test, though. <laughs> oh, my God. How many times have I chased you down our hallway? Good, keep chasing her. Huh? house. <laughs> Um, no, I'm kind of childish sometimes. I would say that, like, personally, I go through, like, maybe between 10 minutes to two hours of the childish phase. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is when I'll either, like, storm out or go on the couch or... Or going on a fucking yelling spree. Yes. And then usually I do settle. <laughs> Oh my god! No, but genuinely, okay. How do we how do we work them out? How do we work them out? Yeah, we fucking talk about it. Yeah, and don't let you leave until it's talked about. Yeah, I understand that too. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's honestly just like it is communication, and to be honest, I think there will always be an element of that yelling childish reaction because that's oh, what you do great. when you're angry. AJ, That's you, you have do. your own. Okay, fine. What AJ does is he just doesn't speak, which is <laughs> just as bad. Just as bad. At least I, like, tell him where I'm at and what I'm feeling yeah, but in the most you, high-pitched tone ever. To get you to that point when you tell slash yell is a job in itself. What do you mean? Because you don't want to talk at the start. Yeah, but that's usually because I'm sussing out why I'm actually mad. Most of the time I get to this point where I'm like, I don't know why I'm so mad at him because, well, sometimes there's like a reason, but other times it's like, you're frustrating the hell out of me. Why is this? I feel like that's the primary. Yes. And so I need to like nut it out and look at all the scenarios that have really frustrated me or like, yeah, what my argument is. And so I like to have a strong argument. So I just wait a bit until I've composed it. That's one of the reasons why I just don't have that much to say because you have such a massive uh, case that you've built in your head. I have no words because I'm like, I can't be fucked thinking about as many things as you thought about to bring up. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah, I'm I'm good at arguments. You're nuts. Yeah, and I can't argue with you because you're fucking crazy. And I just can't get a word AJ, this question was how do you work through them, not... Can you start one? <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no, I think... <laughs> no, but can I finish what I was going to say? Okay, fine. I was going to say that I think there will always be that element of reaction, except hopefully over time it diminishes. So I said between 10 minutes and two hours of me being a child, over time it has got lesser and lesser. And I go to the you know, let's sort this out stage sooner. Or we get to that together, you know, Uh because we're both like, this is stupid. Or we start laughing or something like that. And then we'll usually just genuinely voice, look, this is how you made me feel. And this is what I want out of it. Almost like I want an apology. I want this to change. Uh How do you feel about this? Yeah. What about you? What are your thoughts? No, I think, uh, yeah, it is just letting it all out, not trying to hold anything in. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you've got to that point, fuck, you may as well let it all out. Definitely. Then and there. Yeah. 
and then after it's all talked about and there's probably like a cheeky smile or something so you know it's safe space again um <laughs> i think i uh, hate when i let that go thing, and you know oh as soon as i see you smile i'm like Ciao, in the clear baby <laughs> um the last thing is definitely like some kind of form of like physical connection which is so hard but you do need yeah, to like Kinsey seal the never, deal Kinsey never wants to do it and I'm like let's hug no you're not going anywhere until you hug me <laughs> I'm here and hug me right now and I'm like it's going to be the fakest hug though but... yeah I'm like, I don't give a, give a shit <laughs> just hug me or touch me in some way <laughs> okay <laughs> or, or like, in a nice way you know you know what I mean <laughs> So yeah. I think that's that's a communication and physical connection. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, it sounds a bit generic, but it is. It's it's just talking, and we're lucky that we do a lot of that, you know. And I also think we get through it because over time, I have become slightly more, I guess, patient and understanding. <laughs> okay. Not kidding. I'm, kid- I'm saying I've become more so. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I am that. Yeah, yeah. I do not attribute that <laughs> trait to myself. You are on my level. But, but I'm saying I have become more patient and understanding and maybe even more self-reflective in terms of like not just playing the blame game yeah. and being able to go, right, that actually was me or being able to hear you out a bit more. Something's wrong. It's AJ's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas what I was going to say next is we also get through it because you are wholeheartedly patient and understanding, right? So I've been working on that, but you are very patient and understanding. So when I have an issue, yes, you may get defensive initially, depending on what it is, Uh, but often you'll hear me out very quickly. I just hate the vibe, man. Just don't need the energy. (laughs) But yeah, you're 100% right. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to say that... I'm just trying to say a nice thing. Okay, good Which is do, true, please. that that helps us to work through arguments because you do listen to me. And I think that is something that girls struggle with a lot with guys is they don't feel heard. And often, you know, it might be something silly. We might have even overcome our argument. But at yeah. the end of the day, I really need to know that you've heard what I've said. <laughs> and and I've told you this before. I've like I've been like, I'm just gonna do this for me, AJ. Like I just need you to listen to what I'm saying so that I know you've heard it. You know? And you'll listen. And sometimes you just need to. Because it's like at that stage I'm just doing it so I can get over this mental barrier. It's not even for you anymore, you know? No. I just need to put the words out there. Or almost like Sometimes I need to say it in a certain way that makes me satisfied that it's out there. And that's why I guess I yell sometimes because like there's a certain amount of yelling I need to get out and then I'm good and I'm ready, ready to go and move forward. (laughs) So yeah, that's our ways of working our arguments. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, you just have to talk. There's no other way of getting through it. Just get it all out. Mm -hmm. Put all your cards on the table. Also, another thing, maybe talk about how you work out your arguments or how you would appreciate working out your arguments when you're in a sane mood with your partner. Because we've done that before, right? Like we've been like, you know, next time we have a fight, we should try to do this. Or we know we need to do this. 
like with AJ talking about hugs, in a sane mood, AJ's told me, you know we need physical connection. And so I've agreed at that time. So then when we actually come to the argument, I've already agreed and he knows it. So I almost don't have this way to get out. Because I'm like, yeah, fuck, I know we need it, you know? Yeah. So talk about your arguments in a sane, safe space before you have the argument. And you're probably more likely to deal with it better when it actually comes up, right? Amen. Yeah. And other than that, just make sure you actually talk about it. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Okay, somebody else asked... Wearing a wedding ring from your ex-partner on your ring finger. Okay or not okay? No, I think you need to specify that this question is from a guy asking about his new partner. And his new partner is wearing an old wedding ring. Oh, I didn't realize it was like that. From her ex. Oh, I thought it was him. No. All right. Well, you start. What would you feel if I was wearing a ring from an ex-partner on my finger? Not great. Okay, go into that. Oh, I just think it would be fucking weird. Like, what What do you want to, like, keep the connection? Or why are they your ex then, you know? Like, why okay. do you need that another, you know, something reminding you of them or for the other person to be like, oh, that's from, you know, her ex. Mm. What about if you just really liked the ring? Like if it was expensive and beautiful. Pawn it off. <laughs> Buy what? another one. No, if it like <laughs> if it still meant something in that way, like it was a beautiful time in your life or whatever. Yeah, but then like if you say it's a beautiful ring and it catches people's eyes, like they're gonna be like, Oh my god, where'd you get that ring from? Yeah, it's, it's so a bit stunning. of an awkward conversation. It's like a combo starter, right? Mm. And then if it's what? like an engagement ring or something, they might like, oh my god, you're engaged, but Oh, no, actually, like, it was from my ex. Like, it's not... I just like the mm. ring. That's just weird. I'm sorry, but it's weird. I'm trying to relate this, because I remember thinking, when I was... Actually, I still wear your clothes a lot. But I remember thinking, like, if we broke up, would I still wear his clothes? Because, like, I wear a lot of them all the time. That would be a hard adjustment. And I reckon, initially, I might. Even though, like... I don't know. It would depend if I was, like, mad at you or not. Or if it was, like, an easy break-off, I might just be like, I just find these clothes comfortable. Yeah. But over time, I think it would be, like, you'd detach yourself from those things. So I'm just relating these to clothes right now because that's... I don't have a ring on my finger. I don't even... I don't (laughs) think that you can relate clothes to, like, a... a No, I know you can't. I know you can't. But I'm just trying to see that, like, how... How much would you attach your partner to this item? Do you know what I mean? And can you detach those things? I don't know if you can. Maybe, you know what? Like, maybe it'd be okay if she still had the ring. And it was in her little jewelry box. What do you think about that? But why? Because it's a beautiful ring. And you can't discredit. She had that moment in her life. She's not going to pretend it didn't happen. She was obviously, I don't know, married before, engaged before, whatever. At that time, it was a lovely moment. Yes, it's over. But at that time, it was a moment. And the ring is a memorabilia from that. I think, personally, that 
that is fine. Really? Yes. And I think your partner should be able to get over that. Because if you explain it, you would need to explain it. You would need to be like, look, I still have my wedding ring. It's not because I feel attached to my partner. It's because I respect that that was a time in my life. I fell in love. I did. And I'm not going to pretend that didn't happen. I have it because I think it's a beautiful ring. I don't want to throw it out. I also just want to embrace that part of my life and embrace that I've moved on from it. That's why I keep it in my jewelry box. I think there's space for that, to be honest. I'm not sure about wearing it, though. Wearing it is kind of different. Okay, I can understand. I can understand keeping it as like a memory to be like, mm. you know, that was a time in my life when. But wearing it every day, yeah, especially if it's something that's like Cause flashy. Yes, because it's showcasing something, isn't it? But even if you think about it, you either wear something for others or for yourself. Which it's like, if you're wearing it for others, that's not good. <laughs> and if you're wearing it for yourself, also not good in the scenario. Yeah. You know? I don't think you need to have it that close to you. Which is why I'm saying, like, the memory can be kept away in a box. But having it on you every day is that reminder of when somebody else got down on one knee yeah is yeah i I just think as as the new partner that would drive me fucking crazy yeah i know but i think you would need to understand if yeah if she had it in a box or something it's like having your old wedding dress people keep that even if they go into a second marriage i think my mom has her old wedding dress what are you going to do be like oh it makes me uncomfortable in a box it shouldn't if she was wearing it, <laughs> different. She's going down to the shops. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think, yeah, you have to understand that people have had a life before you. Yeah, of course. And that they don't have entire regrets about that life. Yeah. You have to respect that. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, if they are wearing that life with <laughs> prowess and um, showcasing it, then that's a bit different. Yeah. Anyway, next question. What's one way you've influenced one another in your relationship? Do you want to start this, AJ? (laughs) It's one way, AJ. One way you've influenced me is... I want it to be good, so so I'm just just trying to think about it. Okay. Um, So I think one of my favorite ways you've influenced me is showing me like passion and drive for life what you don't think you had that before i mean i had it but nowhere near to the extent of what you do Mm -hmm. and just being around you and seeing how driven and motivated and focused and dedicated to you know like your quote like living your best fucking amazing fun like laugh filled life mm. it surrounds you as well so being being near you and around you all the time especially now like it's it influences me a great deal mm. for the better can you give me an example of that because i've never really thought about that it's just your day-to-day your little your whole life routine it's very like it's all good things and they all have their purpose and they all serve their purpose and they're all they all make you happy 
Mm. You don't really have anything negative that you do in your life. Well, why would I do it? Exactly. So just being around <laughs> you, you're primarily a very positive person, apart from when you're yelling your fucking head off at me. <laughs> um, yeah. You're super, super positive, like, motivating, um, like, inspiring kind of person to just be around because of just seeing, like, how you do life and everything that you accomplish in the time that you have already had on this earth, which is not actually that long. Mm. But, like, seeing how much you've achieved already, it's like, holy shit. You know, it's kind of like those that classic case of, like, you know, you surround yourself with others that... Or, like, you know, you are influenced by the people that you surround yourself by. Yeah. And yeah. you are, like, the sum of, like, you know, your closest five people around you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, like, one, two, and three for me. <laughs> like especially right now you're my alter ego and four yeah your alter egos yeah no that's true so i think Aww. i think just that in general yeah just being around you is like just it's very influential because <laughs> okay. you're an influencer what <laughs> okay you're doing your job well sweetie all right <laughs> shall i answer now um What's one way you've influenced me? It's hard to think, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just thinking about how to say it. I think a huge way is just... Like, obviously, I'm a self-reflective person. But I think you've forced me to look at certain aspects of my personality or the way I do things or the way I influence other people. I mean, in a negative way this time and yeah, reassess and change those things. And I'm, I'm more referring to like that time where we had that big fight and, you know, I had to realize that it was actually me kind of needing to change my mindset and needing to be more like a member of a team as opposed to a member of my own team. You know what I mean? So I think, like, had I not been in a relationship, I probably wouldn't have learnt those things because I think I wouldn't have been given the scenarios where I could see how I react or um, or I wouldn't have had the reason to change and to think about someone else to that depth or to, you know, yeah, consider the way I show up for someone else. Yeah. So I think... Yeah, you've really influenced me to show up for another person in a really supportive way. Um, Not that I haven't done that in the past, but I don't think I've done that, obviously, to this extent. Or there are certain things I haven't done as part of that, that I've learned to. Mm. And that includes things like patience, like which I would still say, obviously, is not a strength at all. But I've learned that regardless of it not being a strength, I have to work on it and I have to bring it to the table because you bring it in every scenario. So in order for me to be, you know, a valuable player here who is putting an effort and fighting for our relationship just as much as you, I need to try. You know, things like that. Mm. I've learned to be... I guess to change, to be okay to change and to accept that, you know, you're not a perfect human being. Again, not that I thought I was, but like 
there are certain traits about yourself that you're quite like no that's not going to change but then certain things confront you and you're like no actually that needs to or I can't just accept that that is the way it is or I'm just like that Mm. you know which I think yeah we've both done really like I say to you often like I hate the phrase I'm just like that that's just how I do things because it's like we're meant to change we have to change you know in order to grow both individually and together so Mm. I think I've gotten better at accepting that fact as well Mm. next question Okay. What keeps you together? <laughs> I was thinking about this before. Yeah. Um, I think one of the main things for me is I know that I am the best version of myself when I'm with you. And I, do, I, all, I always want to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And being around you makes that much clearer as to what that should be. Okay. And so, yeah, I just like being around you. Because, yeah, you make me better. So thank you. <laughs> it's okay. But I hope, I don't know, that there's more than that. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, of course there's more than just one thing, okay? But no, this no, is no, like it's one just, of my favorite things. <laughs> no, I know. It's just, remember that quote I told you the other day about how you shouldn't be with someone because of the way they make you feel? No, yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying, like, I hope there's more to yeah, it. Of course because... there's more. There's more, there's more, there's more. There's plenty more, but we're trying to keep this brief here. Okay, okay, fine. Okay. Um, what keeps me together with you is, like, I just think you have, like, the kindest, most generous heart. And, like, even when I'm mad at you or I hate you or whatever, like, I think it always comes back to that, that I genuinely admire who you are to the core probably more than you'll ever know because i don't share it that often you do share it you do share it and it is nice when you do okay well it's it's a deep thing and i would like to think i share it more in terms of emotions and how i act than saying it because saying it is i don't know you can't really express it no i can't really tell you like I can tell you like I like who you are and I like your heart but it, 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 it it's hard to actually no, it articulate that's that that's a hard question exactly but this is what I'm saying like this is what stands out to me about you versus a whole load of other people out there is like I genuinely admire your kindness and your generosity and your I don't know just like there is not an ounce of evil in you and if there is you don't mean it you don't know what you're doing that's why the evil is coming out and if someone was to tell you what you're doing you'd be like oh my gosh like there is not an ounce of evil in you and I just think that in itself is like beautiful whereas if I was to look at me I think there is ounces of evil (laughs) (laughs) Or there's ounces of selfishness or, um, I don't know, just like, yeah, just every single motive you have is a genuine, heartfelt, just trying to do good motive. And like, it's really weird to know that about someone. Like, I don't have to dig deeper to find out 
whether there's good motives because like I'm just so wholeheartedly aware that all of you is like good motives yeah. I don't know it's it's like really hard to explain but just like I just have this sense of assurity with you because I know you now obviously four years down the track yeah you just you try to do good in everything or in every way that you show up and like I haven't seen that in a lot of people yeah and it, it's funny I think that maybe that sometimes even impacts your like self-confidence and things it's almost like i don't know we're each other's own flip of like characters sometimes like you've focused so much on like who you are to everybody else that like you didn't focus on you yeah you know i get that yeah um whereas like i'm kind of the opposite way like i focus on who i am and then in turn, hopefully that positively affects other people. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. You're just very kind-hearted and like genuinely deep to the spirit of who you are is kind-hearted. I've told you that before, though. That's like the thing I love most about you is your heart. Yeah. Thank you. Very much. Very nice. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. That's it. Oh, that's it. That's it. We wrapped it all up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, do you want to wrap everything up? <laughs> okay. That's well, how you do it. You do it the best. <laughs> do I? Or I just do it at all? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just do it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys, and not just to this episode, but to the entire season to seasons before like we genuinely so appreciate you guys tuning in on a monday and your feedback and your questions and yeah like honestly i i can't wait for the next season i hope it's only uphill from here and that we keep growing and building this community we've got some really exciting plans in place for the next season not only in terms of topics but yeah in terms of certain things we're rolling out can't talk too much yet but what the get podcast is only getting bigger and better it is indeed <laughs> i quickly just yeah. had one more question for you oh um i just wanted to hear it from you i don't even know if you've thought about it yet but we talked about this previously and now that it is unlikely that 2020 is going to be your year of travel and adventure yeah what do you want your 2020 to be (laughs) oh my god that's a huge question so you haven't thought about it yet i think that i'm gonna use 2020 as like a bit of like an interim yeah (laughs) like a gap year (laughs) no no no, not a gap year almost like to sort my shit sort my next move and i feel like yours is going to it's going to be the same for you like there's a few ties i need to to pull to close i don't know what i just said but you know what i mean (laughs) like there's a oh what is the saying Uh, there's a few ends i need to tie or something ends you need to cut loose um no that's not really what i'm saying um okay there's just a few books i need to close or like 
I don't know why I'm trying to use like a saying for this. There's just a few things I need to do yeah. in order to be ready for the next stage. Yeah. And like this is this isolation period is actually giving me that time to be like, right, tick this off, tick this off, tick this off. Now I'm ready to sit down and be like, okay, what do I want to do next? So yeah. I think it's going to be a year of actually sorting out my long-term plan. And I yeah. guess had I been traveling and whatnot, I would have focused on short term. Yeah. So this is going to be looking at, yeah, what is my next bigger move? And when we're out of isolation, what are my steps going to be? Also, when we're in isolation yeah. um, to getting to that end goal, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, that is me, I guess. Cool. No, that's just for you. I don't need to answer that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not ready yet, but you're right, like... For me, it's definitely going to be a very much like admin kind of like... Yeah, yeah. And obviously that sounds less fun. But at at the end of the day, it'll probably be more beneficial long term. And I'd rather use inside time for that kind of stuff. It makes sense. Yeah. And it's like that time that you you always say you'll do shit, but you never have the time. And now everyone has the time. Mm -hmm. So there's no fucking excuses not to just do all of these kind of little small almost mundane in a way tasks that you have to do to progress well some of them are mundane but some of them are quite big yeah you know it's like even sorting certain business things or launching certain business well that's what i mean by mundane like they're huge things but they can seem like oh god i gotta fucking sort out this next step and well they're not as fun as saying let's jump on a plane yeah exactly yeah but Again, yeah, they need to happen. So it's like, it's things like that. Yeah. Anyway, let's actually wrap things up. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you so much for listening, guys. And we will catch you in the next season. Please stay well, stay safe. And stay sanitized. Yeah. Is that your final <laughs> word? Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. See ya. Are you listening? Damn.